0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode here. I'm excited to be back. COVID knocked me out uh, a bit there, but we're back at it. I've got a, a very cool guest today, uh, men's health coach Michael Krug. Uh, so excited to have you! I appreciate you coming in. Um, first Thanks, sir, things first. How, how okay? I'm 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 always interested in this space because. Uh, I'm always digging for more mental clarity and health and fitness and all these things. But how how did you get started in in this world? Yeah,
1: definitely. That's a it's a great starting point. I actually fell into coaching. Uh, I so to go back a little further. So growing up, it wasn't I wasn't the healthiest person. I had a lot of internal things I was dealing with, you know, divorce and just um really it came down to i had really bad <laughs> health habits uh and it got to the point where you know when i was 20 years old so i was in college actually at st cloud state mm-hmm. and i went to uh i was coming off of my fourth major knee surgery in 3 years wow yeah so i'm at the doctor's office and uh we we're going back <laughs> we step on the scale and i saw a number 375 that was my weight and then we went back uh, to the to the room, and they did my blood pressure, and it was 160 over 100. And I was already taking uh, a 10 milligram dose of an ACE inhibitor, uh, blood pressure medication. And I had this realization moment, like I need to change. Like this, I mean, if I don't, I'm, I might die. Right? It's a very right? simple, yeah. like a life or death type of thing. So anyway, so I, I go forward. I start making changes. I I just really transform my health. And I was still in college and people started reaching out to me. They're like, man, I saw your transformation like on Facebook, on Instagram. It's pretty crazy. Uh, how did you do this? So I was like, well, I can help you. And I started coaching people and i, mean, I was mm-hmm. still in school, just kind of doing it on the side because I genuinely right. care about people and want them to, you know, just live their best life. And then I realized it was an actual industry and it was a real thing. Health coaching is a, is a real thing. It's been around, I think 2002 is kind of when the health coaching came about. Before that, it was mostly life and like executive style coaching. But yeah, so I, I fully fell into it uh, and I'm happy I did because I, I really love it. Um, also, with what I've been through, I have a lot of good insight into what it takes to make sustainable changes. So. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I became a health coach. And then I'm also a certified personal trainer as well, because oh, wow. um, most people who want coaching want some of that movement stuff on, mm-hmm. as a part of it. I mean, it's yeah, all, it all uh, goes together. Yeah, it's all interconnected. So yeah. that's how I became a coach. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah, no, that's, um, it, it's interesting how our life experiences shape us and how they uh, sometimes bring us to, to where we're supposed to be. Absolutely. Do you feel like I know you? You said that you do. You started doing it because you genuinely care about people. Um, do you feel like, I, I guess, in the, um, I, I don't know if you would call it from a spiritual standpoint or what, but do you feel like this this is your calling? Like this is what you were meant to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I just kind of look back at the way, even my family has had a lot of, especially like nutritional kind of. I don't want to call them issues, but just uh, things that they've dealt with, and um, kind of seeing the healing that specifically like my mom has gone through, and then my dad also. You know, he taught cooking actually at St. Paul College here for thirty three years. Oh, wow. So, food is a really big part of my family, and it always has been. Uh, and again, I had really just my behaviors with food were were not like I don't say not okay, but they were. Um, Not just not healthy. We'll go with that. Mm -hmm. And I think being able to overcome what I did and and figure out how to make those changes from a way of really self-love. I think just going through the change process that I did uh, really, it it, kind of solidified that like, okay, I went through a lot of, I don't know, kind of swear on here. I (laughs) I went through a lot of shit, man. Like just a lot of um, really not not like self-loathing, like not really loving myself mm-hmm. and learning to love myself through this process and being able to show other people that they can love themselves through this type of process as well. Uh, I definitely do think it was, it was my calling and um, you can't change your past. You can only learn from it. I, I wouldn't change anything. I don't think it's necessarily um, a healthy thing to have regrets or to um, you know look back on what could have been whatever mm-hmm. it was but I do think that I had to go through those things to get to where I'm at to be yeah. able to truly help people like on yeah. the deepest level you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so yeah. it's a long it's a long-winded answer to your question yeah, that I know it's
0: um, gosh yeah that kind of goes back again to just being being called to do what you're doing mm-hmm. in in life um, you mentioned the just the nutrition aspect of things. And I think a lot of us, um, it's so easy to develop bad habits, right? And uh, it's so easy to grab a bag of chips and sit on the couch and binge on Netflix. (laughs) And, you know, a week later, you realize your pants are getting a little (laughs) tighter already. It adds up quick. Uh, But how does... Do you feel like it's a mindset issue when... is is there a block there or why do you, or is it a comfort there? Is it all kinds of different things? I mean, why do people fall into such a rut so easily?
1: Yeah. I think especially with nutrition and food, uh, there's a lot of different angles to look at it from. Mm -hmm. I definitely think the mindset is a big piece of it. Um, I mean, we can touch on that first. So uh, we, food is an emotional thing and it always has been. I mean, if you, look back, um, and even, I mean, still now, obviously maybe not as much, but food is kind of a, a communal thing. Mm-hmm. So emotional eating, uh, there's a lot of different ways that it shows up, whether it's, you know, eating in the car, whether it's eating mindlessly while watching Netflix, like you said, um, if it's overeating to feel full, whatever, you know, whatever that lack may be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different pieces of the emotional side that food is. Then from a mental side, um, it shows up in ways where we're not even cognizant of what it is that we're really eating. Um, like you mentioned chips, right? And here's another angle. So um, these products are are created by scientists, engineers. I mean, these companies have, have teams of people who are making these foods as delicious and as tasty as possible with putting the least amount into the production when it comes to a cost standpoint. Um, and they want them to be like... I mean, I'm going to use the word addicting. They want mm-hmm. them, they want you to come back for more. So being able, I think, from mental side to A, be educated on what's really going on um, is really important. And on the flip side of that, like, what I teach all my clients is that, like, it's it, it's fine. It's, it's okay to, to have those types of things. Have chips if you want to go out for pizza and beer, whatever it is, right? Like, um, you can't deprive yourself of those things if you go into like a restrictive mode, usually what's going to happen is you're going to be trying so hard to stay away from them. And then eventually you're going to have it. And then it's going to be, you know, it's all going to come back and it's going to be like a waterfall back into it. So from mental side too, it's like being consistent and learning, learning proper nutrition and, and how to eat, eat really healthy foods in a way that's going to fit into your lifestyle and to also live your life. Mm. So that's kind of the mental side and the emotional side. Um, yeah, I, hope, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, no, but.
0: definitely. So, I mean, we, <coughs> so much to touch on there. <laughs> but yeah. so what are some steps that people can take to uh, begin making those changes? Because it's it's not an easy process, obviously. Uh, but what are some things that people can start to do to start making that transition?
1: Like specifically with food?
0: Yeah, well, just health in general, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, we're on the food topic. I think uh, one of the most the most important things that we can start to do, uh, I already kind of touched on it, is just to become way more mindful of what it is that we're eating. I mean, a lot of us don't necessarily look at the ingredients when it comes to what we're eating. Uh, we don't even think about like, okay, so let's say I go out and I order a cheeseburger and fries. So think about, okay, where did this burger actually come from? Like, think about, okay, the bun. Like, where where did the grain for the bun come from? How did that get? Turned into this, right? Like everything that goes into the process. Um, same with the fries, too, right? Where do the potatoes come from? With that, too, <clears throat> mindfulness is a big thing. And then, if you want some like more concrete things to focus on, so obviously reading the ingredients, um, learning to read the nutritional facts is really important. I think. I mean, there's. I think there's some education in schools about that, but it's still not like a very on the forefront. Um, so understanding basic you know, nutrients and, and with my clients and with what I focus on in my life, you know, there's so many different theories on, you know, macro counting and sugar and all this stuff. As long as you are getting adequate protein and adequate fiber, those are the two big ones. Mm. And those are the two most important things to focus on, at least in my mind, because there's so much evidence and I'm, I'm very focused on evidence when it comes to this, so much evidence that protein and fiber are good for gaining muscle, are good for your digestion, good for healthy aging um and that's kind of what we all want at the end of the day right? right we want to extend our health span and our lifespan and for those two things to be as close to each other as possible so you know living long is one thing but also being healthy as we age right so like in your 80s still playing golf like, right. that's my goal when i'm 100 yeah. i'm still gonna be playing golf right i'm 100 i know i'm gonna be doing that because i focus you know specifically and i mean it's not it doesn't have to be over but it's whole real foods that's, those are the things that have the protein and have the fiber i mean it's yeah fiber comes from plants, protein comes from animal sources and, and plants. Um, I know there's a big movement towards veganism, vegetarianism. It definitely is important. And I don't know, I think there is a lot of value to having, you know, good high quality meat in your diet. Um, that's like a whole rabbit hole we could go down, but, um, yeah, be cognizant of what you're eating, be mindful of the process it took to get that food to the table. Uh, and then from like a, you know, from a nutrient standpoint, protein and fiber prioritize those two, those two so that's just food yeah <laughs> a little bit yeah no um i've got his i got michael's uh instagram information
0: on the screen here you can check him out be sure to follow him uh, at michael underscore krug am i i say that right krug yeah krug okay, good german uh, last name yep. gotcha. <laughs> um you touch a lot of uh, on your your instagram page about um nutrition and healthy eating and um Kind of uh, the organic side of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, be sure to check that out because you do some uh, some recipes <laughs> and oh, different yeah, sure. there, some some cool things on there. Uh, but you also talk about um, the mental side of things, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that's so important today. Um, I think people are starting to talk about it a bit more, but it is definitely something that, especially in men, we we just. I mean, we hold everything in. We don't. We don't. We don't discuss our feelings. You know. Yeah. Um, but can you touch on that a little bit about what uh, types of things you help people with in that regard, but also just um, some again some steps that people can take to start men can take to start making that change in our, our mental fitness.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think so. When it comes to mental health, uh, again, another pretty complex topic. Like you mentioned, men, we're kind of socialized to not talk about it, Mm -hmm. to keep it inside and to figure it out ourselves. I don't think that's healthy. Um, One thing that I I have done is me and my buddy Mark started a men's group called Inspired Gents. We actually just met last night, but we meet one Thursday a month uh, right off of Grand Avenue in his studio. Um, But just getting together with other men to talk about things that maybe we don't want to talk to our partners about or we don't necessarily talk about frequently um, from a mental side, I think, especially as a man, a lot of it comes down to just, um, sometimes we feel like we're alone and playing the solo game per se.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's not, I mean, that's just not a reality. Um, one of the best things I did actually was I joined like a virtual men's group last year. Uh, it's based out of New York and that's been awesome just to connect with guys every week. We have a call every Monday and every Friday, just 30 minutes in the morning. But, um, I think really community can be so beneficial for, for mental health. So that's yeah. more mental health. Now, if we're talking more about like health behaviors, but the mental side of things. Uh, I think it's really, really important to understand the, um, having a vision for your life. And um, how do I put this? So when I started making change, I had the vision of just like losing like a set amount of of weight. Like that was like the goal, right? Mm-hmm. I was 375. I was like, all right, all right, I want to get down to 225. I want to lose 150 pounds because that would show me that, you know, A, I understand that um, with the level of obesity I was at, there's a lot of chronic health conditions. If I can lose that weight, I think those are going to come off. And then also, I'll be able to go back into the things that I love. Like I love playing hockey. I already mentioned golf uh, broomball, softball. I just, I'm, I'm, I like activities. I like to play sports. It's, it's yeah. what I love most about life. And those things were starting to go away. I wasn't able to perform and do those things the way I wanted to. So that was part of my vision was like, all right, I want to get back to playing golf every week. I want to get back to skating every week when it's in the winter. So I call it, you know, I go through a vision creation process with all my clients where I have them you know, write out a manifesto and get really specific, like, what are your aspirations? What are the longer term kind of goals per se that you want to achieve? And from there, that's where we can distill it down and get down to really like tiny things that are going to help you get to that spot. Because there's so such a focus on like weight loss, right? And, you know, losing weight in and of itself, if you are, you know, obese or overweight, it it can be a good thing. But what is what are you going to gain from that? Mm. That's kind of the mindset shift is like, we're, our culture is so focused on losing weight. I, I start with focusing on what are you going to gain or what is your life going to look like when you get to that point, yeah. right? And then embodying that person, being that person, and being, being able to say, I am a healthy person. Like, I eat a healthy, well-balanced diet. I move my body daily. Uh, I have self-care practices that keep me going. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it all starts, is getting yourself into the mindset of, like, I am this person that I quote-unquote want to be, and understanding that you're already that person, um, but to get to that point, it just takes you know it takes a little bit of time and, and effort to get there. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, start with the big vision, the aspirations I call them. Break those down into longer term goals, and then from there, break them down into I call them weekly experiments, because I look at life as a case study. We're all living a case study life, and you know what worked for me might not work for you. Right. Might not work for right. you know James or whoever it is. Right. So being willing to just continuously try new things and figure out what's gonna work for your for your lifestyle, that's where the, the power is, is yeah. understanding that we all have our own we all have our own story that we've lived and we have a new one that we're writing as we go. Yeah, I think sometimes just finding that
0: that clarity mm-hmm. uh, um is difficult too though, you know? It but having people like you who um other people can resonate with and uh, build that trust with, I think you you start to understand, and, and you touched on this too already, uh, you start to understand that you're not the only one going through what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And when you surround yourself with other people who have been through those things and are um, bettering their lives the way that you want to do it, mm-hmm. it becomes easier, I think, right? I mean, yeah. it, the old saying, you are who you surround yourself with. Yeah,
1: no. absolutely. And uh, I've actually shifted my practice to a group, group coaching model, Honestly, I think, I think uh, people get better results because, like, you know, you're in there with the group, with other people who, I mean, to be frank, this shit is not easy. Right. Like, we have patterns that we've created over time. And what I tell everyone, and I come back to my story, like, I didn't get to 375 pounds in a day, a week, a month, a year, hmm. five years, 10 years even. It was, like, 14 years of behaviors that were not serving me to get to that point. Hmm. And I'm 10 years removed from it. And I still have some healing deep down that, that needs right. to happen. Sure. I'm still working on yeah. it, right? So um, having other people who are walking that walk with you makes it, it just, I don't know if easier is the word, but you just, you know, there's a sense of empathy for, for the others that are going through it. Um, you can relate to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really powerful to have that community.
0: Yeah, I, I think so many, of, so many of us lack that as we, as we become adults. As, just because, uh, you know, life happens, you, you start – Oh, yeah. building your families kids uh, yeah kids <laughs> yeah. life business career all that stuff and um, it's difficult it really is difficult like you said to uh, break those habits and and mold yourself into the person that you want to be but that's why I wanted to um, get you on the show because I'm really I really love uh, what you're doing and what you do and what you encompass and I really think it's needed uh, to be more out in the forefront of things you know it and um i, I like i like watching you on instagram because uh <laughs> you do get a lot of engagement too on on your uh, your yeah. posts and and whatnot so it's fun to see other people um discussing things yeah. you know and 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 i've i'm somebody who's battled uh mental health and you know fitness and all those different things as well so um it resonated
1: with me right away <laughs> For sure yeah well thank you joe and I mean, honestly, <laughs> it took me a long time to get comfortable with putting myself out there because, mm-hmm. you know, it's vulnerable and it feels yeah. like a risk. But I know that, I mean, you're not the only person who's told me that me being able to share my story and, and my passion and just my philosophy on things has has helped other people. So mm-hmm. even if people can see that and take at least little tiny tidbits here and there and add it into their life, yeah. um, that's what it's all about. Let's uplift yeah. each other. So. Yeah,
0: no, I love that. It's It's interesting because... A lot of us don't even understand how much um, our mind and bodies play together. And you, you touch a lot on um, kind of the whole system, you know. Yeah. And, and, and when you're making these changes, whether it be like you um were talking about losing 150 pounds, people don't understand that when you make those changes, you don't just – you're not just a changed body. Like your mind – Literally has to change, right? Your whole mindset changes because you're used to living one way, as one one type of person. Mm -hmm. And how how difficult, um, what is that? Has that transition been? Um, and and what what did you do to really kind of tie it all in together?
1: For sure. You mean like the the physical and then the mental? Yeah. yeah. Also coming in with it. Yeah. So I actually go over some of this in my program, but. doing doing things differently right those weekly experiments um i'm probably i'm not i'm weird i'm just gonna say i'm weird so i've done a a lot of very weird different things so a big thing that i'm all about is writing things down like journaling pen and Mm -hmm. paper um so i actually taught myself to write backwards especially Mm. when i was starting my business just because like we know we know that neuroplasticity is a thing our brain has the capacity to always change so the more that we can give it different stimuli in a mm-hmm. controlled type of setting, mm-hmm. we're going to be able to change it more. Now, there's no evidence to show that writing backwards does anything, but I feel like, again, I'm a case study to show that it, it right. can help out a lot. Right. Um, but with that, too, um, back to the other thing I talked about when it comes to the vision creation, um, you know, creating uh, what I call is the upward spiral guide that actually came from one of my mentors, but understanding that um, when we can strategically have things that we are doing and saying to ourselves and um, rituals and habits that we're just doing daily um, to kind of change the way that we're thinking about ourselves. Again, operating more out of self-love saying, you know, I am engaging in healthy ha- behaviors because I love myself. not I'm going to try and engage in healthy behaviors because I want to love myself. Mm-hmm. So little, little tiny things, yeah. but just doing it repeatedly um, yeah. over and over. So, Yeah, I have everyone go through, yeah, the Upward Spiral Guide is a big one. Um, The goals, the aspirations, you know, and it's it's, physical health is obviously what I focus on mostly, but we know that career is tied in. We know that family is tied in. Sure. So we go through having, like, you know, different pieces of your life and how you want them to be showing up for you. And then from there, writing out, like, you know, full page, like six, seven paragraphs of, like, touching on every single thing Uh, and then just reading to yourself every day or recording it and listening to it yourself every day. Wow. Um, yeah, it's really getting to the subconscious mind there. And yeah, the mind, the body follows the mind. That's mm. I fully believe that. Um, and again, coming back to the self-love and, and uh, saying the things out loud or just having them kind of feel like you're embodying that role. Does mm-hmm. that answer your question? Yeah, percent? yeah. Okay. <laughs> How important is um,
0: kind of that subconscious mind of things? Because um, a lot of that has to do with well, well, just how important is that, I guess? <laughs> I I mean, I
1: think it's just about everything, right? Um, the, there's different numbers out there, but there's what, like give or take 100,000 pieces of stimuli that our brain is mm. intaking and processing at a time, and we are consciously aware of, what is it, between 40 and 80. Mm. So most of what we're intaking we don't even recognize. And if we're operating at a frequency where – Um, whether it's feeling like, you know, we're the victim to big agriculture and big pharma, or if we feel like um, we're trying so hard, but like, for some reason, it's just not clicking. Um, If we can somehow flip that to like, yeah, like I am, I am doing this, like, this is actually, I'm setting out to do this. And, you know, when you're making a change, that's going to better yourself, there will be resistance along the way. But looking at those challenges and that resistance that comes up, uh, and using that as a way to, to know that you're on the right path to keep you going forward. Have you read the book, The Artist, uh, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield? No, I haven't. Okay, I have good book. Heard. He talks about resistance, and I've, I've taken a lot of what he said in that book, which is a great book, by the way, um, and just recognizing that in a change process with your health and well-being, there's going to be so much resistance that comes up. I mean – from not wanting to wake up, you know, 30 minutes earlier to get a quick workout in before work to, you know, on the way home, like, you can, the fast food sights and smells and everything, like, it all comes at you. That's all resistance. That's constantly out there. Um, so when we are able to, again, embody that role, like, I am the healthy individual that that I just, I desire to be and that I, I am going to be, um, it makes it a bit easier to get past that resistance. So. Mm.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I, I love that. I, I read something the other day that said uh, a recent study shows that I think it was like 99% of our daily thoughts are from uh, things I have to do with yesterday or the day before. Okay. So it kind of just clicked when you you said the things that you said uh, about filling your mind essentially with the right things really mm-hmm. is what it comes down to. And,
1: yeah well and then to build off that the way the physical body follows and what i what re- coaching really comes down to with the experimentation mm-hmm. is with all of my clients when we start setting experiments for the week the most important thing is that they feel 10 out of 10 they can accomplish it because once you start to accomplish and do these things like whether it's you know having someone go from not drinking any water like, that's a real thing. There's mm-hmm. people who don't drink any water yeah, a day. Yeah. I don't know. That's mind-blowing to me. But <laughs> going from just starting the day with a glass of water, like, can you start the day with a glass of water from 1 to 10? Yes, 10 out of 10, I can. Like you said, from, from yesterday or two days ago to now, you're like, okay, I'm now starting my day with water. I'm just doing that. And then it gets to the point where, okay, I want to work out twice this week, Monday and Thursday. Okay, like, set what's the workout going to be? Get really small and tiny with it. And make sure that you can actually do it. And the the long-winded point I'm getting to is it's that self-efficacy. So making these health behavior changes isn't the easiest. So if we start super small and see success, our brain likes that, right? We celebrate that success, and it kind of anchors it into our neurology. And then it's easier to continue to do those things day after day, week after week, month after month. That's how it becomes our lifestyle. So, um, yeah, it starts with the mental. We create the idea of what we want to do break it down into super you know, have you read the book Atomic Habits or Tiny Habits either? Tiny of those? Yep, yep, Tiny okay. Habits. Yeah, by BJ Fogg. Yep. Great book. So breaking it down into super doable things, celebrating that, it tells our brain, yes, this is good, let's keep doing this. And it becomes much easier to keep mm. doing those. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. Physical fall is mental.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Um, let's talk a little bit about I don't want to keep you too much longer. We've already been on a on for a half hour, but, uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, it's been fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, talk about business side of things. So what, um, where can people find you and what exactly do you, do you help people with and who are your target clients? For sure.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I help busy professional men build strength and lose weight while increasing energy and confidence. And that confidence Mm -hmm. is across the board, whether it's from cooking and exercising to just career performance or within your relationship, um, the more I feel like when we're confident in who we are and what we're doing, that reverberates out to our family and to the community in a great way. So I offer a 12-week program. It's called the Inspired Men's Wellbeing Program. It's my signature program, Uh, and it's really focused on three pillars, so education, accountability, and support. Uh, For education, I've got uh, online curriculum, so modules where we do deep dives into mastering mindset, understanding habits and habit creation and also breaking bad habits Um, really deep into nutrition I get a little get a little ramped up when I talk about nutrition just Mm. because uh, it's such an important thing and there's just so many things out there that like low-key piss me off about it but that's a whole different topic Uh, and then we go over (laughs) fitness so Um, understanding my biggest thing is I want people to be able to walk away from that program feeling confident to do all these behaviors by themselves Mm. so uh, I do offer fitness programming during the during the 12 weeks uh, but I also do a lot of education on the different types of exercise and fitness when to do what and how to create your own programs going forward Uh, and then I have bonus modules on you know understanding hormones you know Cycles, circadian rhythms, um, I have some other people, some naturopaths out of Chicago that I love, that I work with. Um, my sister, too, talks about the nervous systems. So I've got other experts who talk about other parts of health um, beyond those three, so I'm really focused on that, that triangle, the mindset, meals, and movement, three Ms. Um, and yeah, so that's the education part uh, when it comes to support, so weekly calls, group calls, where I do some like mini live trainings based on what people need, as well as Q&A, uh, and then the accountability. So, uh, I utilize an app called trainerize where I have the fitness programming as well as messaging. And i I can see when people do their workouts and stuff and when they have their goals and habits. So, um, it's always from a loving perspective. It's like, Hey sure. man, like we committed to do this. So let's, let's keep it moving. Right. Let's mm-hmm. keep building momentum. Yeah. That's so, great. Yeah, yeah, I that, think a lot of people need that accountability. Oh yeah. That, that's, a,
0: that's a difficult, uh, task in, in itself and then they, that
1: probably has a lot to do with
0: why people fail
1: absolutely yeah and I think too with the the group dynamic too um, we all hold each other accountable um, and you know we thrive in community right so yeah you know, it was the old adage it's so it's said a lot but it's uh, if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together so mm. um, that community aspect especially when it comes to the calls and the the accountability between is is really powerful uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I
0: offer. That's my program. So yeah. are you, uh, mostly active on, um, Instagram or can, where else can people find you?
1: Yeah. So Instagram, I'm on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn, uh, mostly on Instagram, I would say, uh, I've been doing more on LinkedIn and then, yeah, Facebook is just like, I, I have my business account on Facebook, but I don't necessarily yeah. use it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. yeah, I would say Instagram and LinkedIn. Those are the okay. two best places. So it's, I think it's Michael underscore Krug on LinkedIn. Instagram, Instagram, which someone has the Coach Krug handle on on Instagram. Uh, I want that, so if you have any ideas on how I uh, can get that back, okay. <laughs> but otherwise, all the all the other places it's Coach Krug. So okay, and then CoachKrug.com is my website as well, Coach which Krug. you can find all the info there too.
0: Yep, and that's uh, he does have the links and his bio on Instagram to all that as well. So mm-hmm. be sure to follow him, check him out, uh, Michael. Again, thank you so much for coming in today. I truly appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing.
1: Um, you too, man. Yeah, I love your podcast. Love I Thank listen you. in. yeah, Thank it's you. good stuff.
0: Helping, um, keep helping people make, keep making this world a, a brighter place. We, we definitely need that. Um, I appreciate you and I appreciate all you listening. If you, uh, check this podcast out on Facebook, please give it a like and share any, uh, podcast platform you're listening on. Please like it, rate it. That's the only way our podcasts Make moves out there these days. So, again, thank you, Michael. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you have a great day. And, Michael, just keep being awesome, man. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. <laughs>